Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast, brought to you by Mountaintop Data. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm your host, Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with Tina Lorenz about AI and ChatGPT for copywriting, specifically for the uh, marketing funnels, but copywriting in general will be covering, I'm sure. Tina is a uh, copywriting mentor, mindset shifter, and transformational business coach with an emphasis on training entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners to turn their words into money with ChatGPT. Um, that's with ChatGPT High Impact Messaging and Marketing Funnels. Tina, thanks for coming on the show. No, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. So excellent topic. Everybody's wondering about ChatGPT. A lot of people obviously are already using it, um, but this is kind of your expertise. It's a very, I mean, the whole point of AI is it's constantly moving forward at an accelerated rate here. Um, but let's jump right into it. Uh, what can you, where do you want to start, I guess, with uh, people using AI for ChatGPT? Well, Wait, uh, AI for copywriting. <laughs> yeah, for copywriting. Well, maybe just a little tiny bit of a backstory here because I've been online for 19 years of this month as a freelance copywriter marketing strategist. And so, you know, I know quite a bit about copywriting and I've uh, helped a lot of really big brands become even bigger. Things like Mind Movies, now an $80 million company. And Frank Kern wrote his last mass control sales letter when that was going strong. And so uh, I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, both um, uh, kind of behind the radar on some of them. And I've had a tremendous amount of success with that. And so I also have programs where I'm teaching and coaching and in um, copywriting. And one of the unusual aspects of how I approach this is both with the neuroscience of mindset of success, as well as um, a, a connection to a deeper source and something outside of ourselves, which I call the divine, actually. And so when ChatGPT came along, I'd already, I knew a some things about AI because it so happens my oldest son has a degree in AI from MIT. So I've been hearing about it for a while and not really thinking how it related to me in my life in, in any way. And when ChatGPT came on the scene, now it's been about a year, we're coming up on the one year anniversary of it um, being released. I was really skeptical to the point where I was feeling like, well, you know, I don't know about teaching copywriting and marketing. If we're going to have this, everyone's going to think this is going to do it for them, you know, and I was Kind of like, yeah, whatever, kind of a feeling. But I'm also a very curious person. I'm a lifelong learner. So um, made it a, I really just set the intention I was going to learn about this thing called ChatGPT. And so as I began um, messing around with it and exploring some of the things of it, I began to see something different emerging out of that for me. And really the short version of it is I've just become a complete evangelist for it right. because I see it a different way to use it and going beyond the obvious with it and how it actually um, can accent and accentuate and uh, accelerate our own efforts with our writing and our marketing and our messaging. It also seems like people who are skeptics of it, it's like saying humans can't write books because this two-year-old's book is garbage. Yeah. Um, it's like ChatGPT is very early on. Who knows, by the time this is released, maybe we'll have reached the singularity already. And uh, Yeah, uh, but... yeah well, and it, I mean, it's advancing very rapidly. So that's mm -hmm. one of the, we're, we're kind of a moving target here with what we're talking about, but um, still uh, there's an overarching method and mindset really about it. And so just what you're saying, I've definitely encountered people. Some of them have been in my own programs who are like, I am never going to use that. I am never going to utter a word or write a word that came out of chat GPT, you know, and they have this really hard and fast stand against it. But I think 
those that are doing that are really missing an opportunity for what could I, be. I remember in the 90s when I said, I'm never going to have a cell phone. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I was in a fast food restaurant and someone had one. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, they've got their phone with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How obscene. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so uh, I guess question here on, on using it for copywriting, though. Mm-hmm. The whole deal with the AI is it's programmed off of a data set. Right. Right. So it seems like machine learning would be more effective than AI for copywriting in particular because you have a feedback loop. With AI, your feedback loop is the content out there. It doesn't know the difference between good and bad, just what's out there. So I have this ongoing fear that people using AI for copywriting are going to the AI copywriting is going to overwhelm the information that's part of the data set. If it's using just everything out there and it's going to continue overwhelming it with a subpar or just not good copywriting, not good techniques for marketing in particular, because most stuff out there just isn't very good. And so is there a way that this gets pushed in a good direction instead of continuing to create oh, absolutely. garbage. Well, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the challenge, but it's also our responsibility because uh, let's face it, before ChatGPT, there's plenty of garbage out there already when it comes to marketing. Well, that's the problem. It's feeding so, off of mostly bad content. But that's why it needs us. That's why we have to lead the way. The human has that's to lead the way. why human still has a job in the future? Oh, absolutely. And, and, you're, and we're in charge of steering the boat, you know, because... Oh, there's so many things here. Like, where do I come into this this part of this conversation with this? Because what I see ChatGPT, and I'm gonna I'm specifically talking about ChatGPT today because it's kind of what I'm calling the um, our one-stop shopping for AI, uh, the target of AI, so to speak, as in the store. You know, your happy place. Oh, I'm a target. Right. You know, so there's a lot of other AIs out there. Yes, absolutely. Kind of stuff, and, but and even even as we're speaking, there's more and more things being unfurled into the paid level of ChatGPT plus. And so, but you know, at the moment someone's listening to this, it may be, oh yeah, that's old news because that's how fast things are moving. There's right. four new things this month that are just slowly being rolled out into uh, the accounts of those of us that have the paid level of ChatGPT, ChatGPT plus, Dally three. Uh, this it's going to be able to. ChatGPT is going to be able to see and hear and talk. And again, by the time someone's listening to this, it may be, oh yeah, I know, it's doing it right now. You know? <laughs> but but those four things are all happening within a span of 31 days, you know, of the right. same month. And and none of us know when it's going to appear. So it's like everyone's like, you know, we're obsessively checking our accounts and did it appear today. And oh, there's one, you know, and how can I use it? So it's it's up to us to understand how to leverage the power of it. Someone I know that works very deeply in AI said, if we could, if we knew the full um, capability of ChatGPT four right now, we're only be giving giving we're we're being given a fraction of what it can do because we can't handle it. You know, right, we can't right. handle what all it can do. And that's, so, that's an interesting point. So if we have to do stuff with it, eventually we're going to be like babies with a smartphone. Or you're like, oh, look, they're they're enjoying the pretty colors on the screen, but we don't even, is AI going to outpace us so much that we don't even know how to use it? I mean, you're already saying people don't know how to use it enough. Right. I uh, think I, I think any of those things, the potentiality for any of that is there. I think that's why uh, the very people that have created it in the first place are, are trying to build in the limitations. Some, there's even small changes that I've seen, like you used to be able to share a chat 
in ChatGPT with someone else's account. And just this week, I was saying, I don't see that anymore. So I asked ChatGPT, is what happened to that? And said, oh, no, that's not, no, no, not happening. (laughs) Basically tell me no, and that that wasn't there anymore. And so, and there's little tiny changes that happen. Like, like right now there's like a dot that suddenly appears as you're, as it's answering you, as it's generating the answer, those little dots moving along, like follow the bouncing ball. You know, I'm still talking here kind of a thing. Sometimes they're just little small things or what it was difficult to copy and paste without having to re-engineer uh, the whole thing of how it looked on the page. You know, it had, if you use an Apple a Mac computer, it had gray shading or blocks around it. That's all gone now because all of a sudden this tiny clipboard appeared that you could click on and copy and paste. And some people still don't know that that's there. It's just a tiny little thing that you just have to kind of watch for these things that get added that now it's literally copy and paste. And now there I you imagine go. imagine <laughs> eventually they'll have a dial where they're just like, it's way ahead of where you're at, but you've turned me down so that you can understand me because yeah. if I outpace the user too much, you won't even be able to use it anymore. But see, I- on the other hand, if the user becomes an architect of the prompt, the way we talk to it, the conversation we have, a lot of things start opening up that take you to a deeper level with how you can communicate with it in the first place. I have had some very deep conversations and a lot of people name their chat GPT. Well, mine's chat GPT now because just, it's just a reflection of me and see, and that's part of what I would love for people to start noticing or understanding or even considering that the use of chat GPT is actually a reflection of who you are and how you can go deeper into that aspect of bringing out the best of you and it can reflect that when you're when you're using it the way I the way I use it the way I teach how to use it is that we're going way beyond you know right now it's like here are 50 zillion prompts for 27 dollars you know kind of a thing it'll solve all your problems and that's that's not it you know I mean it's it's sort of like sourdough starter you might take a a few prompts and certainly you're using some of the prompts that other people have come up with but it's that iteration and more um the architecture of what you need to accomplish with ChatGPT, what you want to extract from it, that makes that start to come to life in a way that's very individuated to you when you're having that conversation. Excellent. So it's it's constantly changing, accelerating. For our uses here, I mean, we're talking about copywriting. Yeah. So I guess if people are saying, hey, it doesn't seem like the copy is very good right now. Look, you hire an intern and they're, maybe their copy's not very good, but it can still be helpful. It's oh, look, you know, it can be a starting in, point. Out. Be a lot of things. <laughs> you, you've got to know what to ask. To see, mm-hmm. if we were going to cover some of like the mistakes people are making with ChatGPT, it's thinking that a very simple prompt is going to give you some glorious, expansive answer. It, you're only going, the caliber of your question dictates the caliber of the response in so many things. And so we could talk about uh, the actual spiritual aspect of this as well, that what we ask for, what the guidance that we ask for is calibrated by the level of the question we asked in the first place. And so if you're only asking superficial questions from ChatGPT, that's what you're going to get. If you're not giving it context to work with, you're, you're going to get empty copy. If you don't know what you need to ask for, and this is where the foundations of copywriting and marketing strategy come in. If you don't even know what you're asking for, you're not going to know if you got a good response. You're going to think, well, maybe that's good enough. If you approach it and think, I'm just going to hit the button and it's going to write me an entire sales letter. There we go. One and done. Well, hello, more mediocre copy, right? right. <laughs> that doesn't hit the mark. And so it, it really involves again, the human intervention, interaction, and leadership with ChatGPT. One of my favorite uh, things to do when I'm playing around with ChatGPT is just ask it 
anytime it writes something, whatever it is, whether it's an Excel equation or a, a computer program or, or copy, just ask it, can you make this better? Yeah. And it will frequently come back and just give you an upgraded version of it, give you an upgraded version of it. You just, you just have it keep changing what it made. Do this to it, do that to it, make it shorter, make it longer, make it funnier. Um, it is quite the rabbit hole to go down. But so when it comes to copywriting, and again, so we're going to be saying chat GPT all throughout this episode. Obviously, there's lots of different AIs. Let's just consider that like the Kleenex of <laughs> these these different AIs. And yes, we know it's a particular brand, but we're using it to represent the whole universe. If you want to use some other AI, no problem at all. Exactly. A, a general blanket term for it. Um, so copywriters wanting to come in and use ChatGPT, let's say, I mean, first, obviously, go get an account. It's free. You get an account. You start playing with it, getting familiar with it. Um, but what are the f like basic tips you would give to somebody looking to uh, looking to write copy for? I mean, we've said here cold email funnels, but it could be for anything. Um, what are what are some of the starting points? Some of the things to watch out for? Some of the things to try out to to get themselves using it effectively? Sure. Well, the first thing is uh, after you've played around with the free level, I'd go to the paid level. <laughs> but really soon, it's only right now. It's only about twenty dollars a month. I think it's an excellent investment in your business. Because what's the big difference between free and paid? A ChatGPT four is uh, it's a little tiny bit slower because it's actually a little bit more complex. It's kind of smarter. You know, you can have more of a and I, I feel you have more of an in depth conversation with it, it that it's it's trained a little at a higher level. And so you just, and it's also where all this other new stuff that I'm mentioning that's probably already there by the time this airs is it comes into the paid level that we get sort of the extra things, the, the extra juice, so to speak, of how we can be using ChatGPT. So ChatGPT 4 is what I recommend. And uh, the first thing I would do, probably the very first thing, and honestly, right the second, I can't recall if this is available on the free level is called custom instructions. You're going to find that on the left-hand margin of your ChatGPT account down by your name. If you the little click on the dots by your name, and it should you should see custom instructions. And it's 1,500 characters where you get to introduce yourself to ChatGPT. And so, kind of 1,500 characters isn't very much, but you can pack a lot in because it doesn't have to be elegantly or beautifully written either. It's just give the data to ChatGPT, give it some context for it to work from. So it is on the paid version as well, by the way. I just checked and it's or the free version. I mean, it's okay, there. good. So that's uh, thank you. And that's currently could be different tomorrow, as we've said. Yeah, no, that is correct. <laughs> and then, but as of, as it is right this minute, use that custom instructions area because you're going to get ChatGPT acquainted with you with some of the things you usually say. What is something you usually talk? about do you have a program or a, a way of thinking about something that you've named a naming convention for something all of these things are things you can pack into that little custom instructions including how you would like ChatGPT to address you is shall it call you by name do you want it to give you other ideas do you want to have more of a back and forth conversation all these things and it gives you some prompts to guide you of the kinds of things you could put into your custom instructions. Use it because it will give you even, you're, you're kind of training, training is not really the right word, but you're kind of training ChatGPT to who you are, how you speak. And so that's one of the first things you're gonna to wanna to do is get it accustomed to how would you say something? So if you're asking it, 
to write a sales message, are there certain things like I talk about ancestral intelligence? I have a, a thing that I that I believe about ChatGPT and where all this wisdom comes from, as well as artificial intelligence. So my ChatGPT knows that this is part of my messaging. Now, if you're working with a client, there's a little green button. You can t- it turns green. You turn it on or off for custom instructions. And then, and one of the things you're just going to have to get used to, at least right now, is copy and paste. Copy and paste is your best friend <laughs> with ChatGPT. So you want to keep documents like. If you were to work with a client and you want to put in new custom instructions for your client about what what their voice is, what their message is, and you're going to be writing copy for that client and you want ChatGPT to be acquainted with that, you would take out your own you know, copy, put it back in your document. Copy and paste is not that tough. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, we can all master that, I think. But you could use it for a, a project you're working on as well. So right you're now, saying like, you can say, write me an email subject line in the style of Henry David Thoreau. Yeah, you could, but well, you can also, you can yeah. add your own, who you are styling through these, these custom instructions. Okay. That's the first step. And so then what you want to start doing is training ChatGPT to your voice more effectively. So where you're going to do that, a beginning point would be get some copy you've written or write some if you don't have any, but somewhere between 500 and a, th- and a thousand words. That's about as much as it needs to put that into um, a conversation, into the prompt area on a chat GPT conversation. And you can basically be telling it, this is how I write. This represents my voice, my the energy I put into what I write, the kind of the, the atmospheric conditions of my writing. I want you to learn my writing style so that when I ask you to write in the style of me, that you understand where we're going with it. Do you understand? And I often ask it, like, do you understand the assignment? Do, you know, or I even just say, does this make sense to you? And see does if it's it ever a- tell you no, or is it always just say? It, is, it has never told me no. It yeah, does so that understands. <laughs> or, or do you need further clarity? Now, see, I'm going to temper that with I, when I start creating my own prompts. I ask ChatGPT to help me with that, but I'll get to that in a minute. Now, if so, it never says no, that tells me that it's like you've got to test it. You've got to give it something that makes no sense and ask it that to see is it just always going to say yes, no matter what I say, even if it doesn't. Well, understand. It'll, it will tell you no. It will say no. I can't do that because I'm text-based or I'm you know a language base. I'm a large language model. No, I can't do that. And it's it's really kind of funny because as these new things are rolling out and I've asked it about it, if it's not there yet, it says, I don't do that. I haven't right. actually informed it just to let you know, coming attractions, you're going to be able to work with this really soon. And then it'll come back and say, oh, that'll be awesome. This is what we'll be able to do. And I can do that. You know, so, I mean, you really can have some kind of funny conversations, but give it that 500 to 1,000 word sample of your writing, hit go, let it process that. And it's, it's going to take, and then you can, you're teaching it that when I write, this is my style. And mm-hmm. um, I, just for fun, I haven't done a lot of the, oh, write like Shakespeare, ye old, you know, coffee house or whatever. I haven't done, I really just, I just well, don't. What about like, let's say a marketer who's like, hey, I'm not very good at copywriting. So I'm going to go. Oh, a style find, of someone you uh, admire. Right. Right. Find some very yeah. good copywriters, take a couple of their articles and train it with those. Right. And, and it's not going to It's like Anne Handley. Yeah. It's just like, boom. yeah, it's just the okay. tone. It, oh yeah. Capture the tone capture. But so look for someone that kind of sounds like you, you know, because let's just say, um, you know, if, if you're not a Frank Kern and if you're more like, you, you know, a little bit more serious or something like that, you don't want your copy to sound like Frank's right. Because he's really funny and humorous and is always interjecting 
oddball comments into don't, his commentary. Give, give it Gary yeah. V just so there's constant. Oh yeah, that like like if you don't swear, <laughs> don't use that for a sample. Okay. It's all f bombs and wine and wine yeah, f bombs. This except for all the swearing. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you could give it instructions like that. Now, so everybody's thing, afraid that it will take their job, but it seems like what you're saying is. It may take your job, but as you, like you can create a digital version of you over time that can do your work while you're doing whatever else you want almost <laughs> because you've trained it to be you. So I would never look the other way. And, and what I mean is I'm not leaving. <laughs> you, know? right. you don't, you don't want short... the sorcerer's apprentice, apprentice yeah, going well, on. <laughs> it may make things happen faster. You may mm -hmm. be able to be more effective. You may find it actually increases your ability to be impactful with your messaging. It may it may be you. Like what I have always taken as one of the highest compliments for my clients is when they say, oh, this is, you just created me only better, right? With right. the copy. And, it's, and so same thing with this. ChatGPT can help you be you only better when you explore these options. So giving it that writing sample, for example, or if you say in the style of, but the other thing with the writing sample is you can say, tell me what my writing style is. And it will give you feedback on your similar to this person, this person, and this person. It may give you three or four people that it sees your writing is similar to. I haven't had anybody say your writing sucks, so you better just go back to the draw. Right. Similar to that, anybody who are terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously you need to work with Tina the... Lorenz because your coffee is terrible. <laughs> hasn't done that yet, but I'm going to work on that one. <laughs> yeah, similar to Manson, the Unabomber. And, yeah, no, we're not going there. No, you know, actually, it'll just stop. It will not do it because they're building in. It's actually called constitutional aspect of of an AI. Oh, I'm thinking if it tells you when you ask it, who's my writing similar to, and it gives you like some terrible people, that's a yeah, bad no, it, it's not though. It's not going to because uh, constitutional AI is some of the way that the limitations are being built in that it's not going to go off with the Unabomber, you know, the really right. unsavory characters. It's not, it's not going to do it. I had someone, um, okay, so one of the new things can, again, I'm going to do, keep doing the disclaimers depending on when you're hearing this but was the ability to see. And so you can show it an image and and be analyzing what is this, and or here's my toolbox, which screwdriver do I use? I mean, it literally does things like that. It's already doing it. We just don't all have access to it yet. And so someone I know said, okay, so here's, here's a screenshot of the people I was having a conversation. Basically what they asked is for it to face read the people in the room. You know, what were they feeling like? What were they thinking? And it basically said, uh-uh, can't do that. Sorry, wow. you know, it's not going there. <laughs> Yeah, here's the person's so, face. Do they have aces or not? Which one is actually the serial killer in the room? You know, it's not. Mm. It's just not going to do any of those kinds of things. And so, because that's where we start really crossing into the the dark side, you know, of how it could be used. And so, those things are being those limitations are being built in uh, even more as we speak, undoubtedly. So, I can't remember if I've said it on a show or not yet, but I had this thought the other week that um, the pre-crime. Um, movie from back in the day where tom cruise is uh you know we're, we're in the future and they have this weird technology going on where they can see what's coming crimes ahead of time <laughs> i think they might be there yeah <laughs> well my thought was if we had that i don't think we'd use it to stop people from committing crimes it would basically be pre-sales amazon would use it to tell you what you want to buy before you knew you wanted to buy it it would just show up and you'd be like you don't think it's already i was, I was gonna think <laughs> i'm just I I, i'm that. just saying yeah. you don't think that's already happening right. uh, like marketing is what it'd really be used yeah. for ai is all over the place we just don't realize a lot of the time 
let's use Amazon. Bought a book lately? How many other books did it show you? If you might like this one, this one, and this one. If you like that one, you might like this one. Oh, by the way, I remember you asked about those shoes last week. Here's some more shoes. You know, I mean, it's already happening. We those just similarities are getting too spooky. It seems like everything will eventually turn into deja vu because you are getting pre. I don't know. I looked in my email earlier. There was someone I uh, that's uh, going to be on the show that I wanted to mention on LinkedIn. And when I went and opened LinkedIn, a post of theirs was the very first post at the top. Yeah. And I was just like, come yeah. on. What yeah. are the, uh, come on. Well, we've had this for a long it's time. Really not connected. How about shopping cart bailout? That's been around for a long time. Have you been on someone's video or webinar? When you left, you get an email saying, I noticed you left at mile marker seven or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> why? <laughs> Tell me why. They, they start know. predicting the future and putting it in front of you before yeah. you uh, are there. That That gets spooky. Yeah. I, I mean, I think any of these things have that capability. Everything can, a bridge too far can happen all over the place, but really, so that's why the people need, we, the people need to be involved and, and, but also how it can be used to bring people together, how we can, how it can be used to teach us. We're teaching chat GPT and it's teaching us. You really can learn from it. You may get ideas you had not had that are brilliant ideas for you in your business based on the information you're giving it to start with. And it's, have you have you considered this or this it's not going to tell you do this or do that it's not going to say eat this not that you know but right. it will say well here's the pros and cons and this is also part of what you're setting up in your custom instructions is that you value that that discourse with it and so in this case it's sort of like your pocket mastermind you know this is like you can have a it's a collaboration the way i approach it is not it's up here, I'm down here, or vice versa. It's like, here we are together on this equal footing and we're having a collaboration. We're having a conversation. Mm -hmm. I use it every single day. And it might be, sometimes it might be, uh, I need to write, I'm writing a tricolon for this. A tricolon is when there's three words in a row that have the same prefix or suffix, or they start with the same letter, have the same sound, you know. I need another one that starts with F that goes with this and any ideas, you know. Uh, It might be just something like that really, really quick, or it's much, much deeper conversations of, of, you know, branding strategies. And these are the, these are the values I'm bringing into how I teach this. What are your suggestions for how I start putting this together? Do you see a path for this? Asking its opinion. What do you, I literally say, what do you think about this? Evaluate this for me. And so back to your question about what does the beginning copywriter do with ChatGPT? You know, teach it your writing style, teaching, teach it a style that you admire, that, that still aligns with who you are can sound kind of like you or that you want to emulate or you're bringing your skills up to sound more like that you're learning how to sound more like that and now then you say you say are you typing or are you speaking to it at this point i'm, I'm typing yeah i, okay. I mean we can't want to know how far ahead you were <laughs> now you know, we can talk to it and you can talk to it on your mobile uh, but some of the new stuff isn't on on mobile on that platform so there's other things you can't do if you're if you're just talking on your phone to it so if you've tried that you know you just talk to it and the text starts appearing and we will be able to talk if not already we'll be able to talk to it on desktop <laughs> i love i love my imac okay so i'm i'm a desktop person i i really prefer to use the desktop for almost everything and but, i imagine if you don't have a microphone it'll just read your lips through your camera yeah so probably <laughs> uh, it'll into it pretty soon you yeah. know someone told me that there's mri that are almost mind reading with AI. So, I mean, evaluating something that's happening in your brain. So, I mean, yeah, it's getting like super, super advanced. 
And see, you know, you've mentioned several times, well, this is scary and that's scary. And see, this this is part of the mindset of it too, to be aware. I'm not saying we should check out, you know, we're just like mindlessly going along here, but also not to just always assume the worst about it either. Let's look for, okay, how can, so how do we not have that happen? Well, I say scary, but a roller coaster is scary. Yeah. Ro- yeah. And I don't go on those. Actually. I go on it on purpose though. <laughs> now that is scary and I don't do that. Okay. Let's, let's reset back to the, cause we're okay. talking a lot about AI in general and chat right. in general, but I want to get some nuts and bolts for the listeners sure. for writing copy back to the writing copy. So cold email funnel, or email funnel it doesn't have to be cold. Obviously, okay. email funnel shouldn't be cold all the way through. Otherwise, it's not really a funnel. It's just repeated cold attacks. So, right. an email funnel. Maybe we're starting out with a cold email. Uh, let, let's suppose. But um, so people have a ChatGPT account. They go on. They say, "Oh, send message. I can I can send ChatGPT a prompt." How sh- how should or can they start with getting ChatGPT to give them something usable? in their email. Well, then you've got to give chat GPT something usable. And this is where our responsibility, there's, there is still homework involved. It's just that it's going to compress time. Like when I, uh, there's things I wrote for when I first started as, as a copywriter, I knew nothing about, I wrote like a really, really successful uh, piece on uh, Forex that also involved the use of Fibonacci curves. I can assure you the head of a pin is where you could write what I knew about either one of those things when I took on that project. And I researched for some weeks and agonized over it. And I ended up writing a complete blockbuster of a sales letter about it called Profinacci that's been on, it was online for probably over 10 years and still is, I think, in some format or other. And so, but that kind of, of research could have been done like in an afternoon now with ChatGPT. But I need to know what do I want to ask it? And so if you're going to write an email sequence, you should have some concept of, well, where are you going? What's the end result? What are you looking for? Right? What's begin of the end in mind? Is this a brand new uh, email sequence for a brand new client? Or is it entering into something that already exists? For example, if it's new, maybe what you really need to do is be thinking about what's the opt-in? What are we, right. how are we getting them there in the first place? So I have- It almost sounds like they still need to do all the work though. No, you don't need to do all the work, but you need to engage your brain, right? So who am I writing to and why? Who is my market? And if you don't know your market, then you start talking to ChatGPT of, I, you know, who's my, I, who are my ideal clients for this thing that I have in mind, which is, and what is it? Just tell it. You know, you don't have to have elegant language. ChatGPT will figure it out. Just talk to it. And that's part of the thing. It's a language-based model. So we don't have to have fancy terminology. You know, we, we, you're hearing prompt engineering thrown every which way, but real true prompt engineers are in Silicon Valley speaking, you know, tech speak. Uh, that's, that's the real true essence of prompt engineering. We are becoming architects and artisans of the prompt of the conversation and modeling, you know, evolving our conversations with it. That's what we're doing with Mm -hmm. prompts. And so when you ask it, uh, if you have no idea, then start with, you know, what do you have no idea about? I have, I'm looking for ideas about how I could uh, start connecting with an audience for fill in the blank. Do you have an idea for a topic? What are five things that uh, people in the health niche would be looking for right now are women between the ages of 30 and 40 what's their biggest health concern right now or i'm marketing to parents of children between the ages of 5 and 12 or interested in the piano what are some of the main things that i would need to include in my messaging you have to start hmm. somewhere and when once you start giving it context to work with stay in that same lane that same conversation that same chat in chat GPT so that you can continue the conversation because it's not going to on its own. Remember in a new conversation. Oh yeah. Didn't we talk about that a couple of weeks ago? Right. Yeah. Gotcha. But if you stay no. in the same chain, it will, right. it will know right. the, the basically the, um, 
the pronouns that you're using, it will know as referencing the yes. earlier conversation in that. Yeah, chat. you may have to remind it, or you may say uh, previously, uh, as above, we've been having this conversation. Do you need a reminder? You could ask it, or you can copy and paste a piece of that and bring it back down to where you're at today in that same lane, that same chat, that same conversation, and continue right. from there. And it may tell you, oh yeah, I got it, and it may. Mm. You know? So I so I ask it, write me a good email funnel. Mm -hmm. And it writes well, an email funnel. First, it tells me what an email funnel is. It writes stage one, the welcome email, stage two, educational content, stage three, value proposition. Stage So it will give you a lot, even if you give it very little. Now, right. the content in here, obviously, it has no idea. It's, it's generic because it doesn't know the product. It doesn't Absolutely. know how to approach it. But it seems that that it has a great idea of what this stuff is already, and it will just fill things in. Okay. So then let's say, okay, all right. So it's it said, did it say something about an opt-in, whatever you're looking at that you're prompting it right now? Uh, we have to start somewhere. Is it an existing right. audience or is, are these, is this something to attract new clients? I want to attract new leads by having an email sequence, or I have an existing audience. I want to write an email sequence about my new offer. Where is our starting point? What yes, content? You have to give them a call to action, right? I want to yeah. invite them to a webinar. I want them yeah. to click on a link to invite to a yep. webinar. I want to, right. uh, I have found it effective for things like uh, email subject lines. So instead of saying, write me a great book, yeah, can, you can, can say, do, yeah, let's do the whole, let's look at the big picture. Okay. Opt-in, get a, a name and an email address. Assuming the audience understands an opt-in is that place where you give your name and email address, giving permission to be talked to about whatever the topic is. It's going to trigger an email sequence that's already living somewhere ready to go in an email service provider, whether you're, it's your um, whether it's Active Campaign or whether it's ConvertKit. And so here's my page. I want to attract people to the webinar you just mentioned. That's going to be about uh, like I have one about how to be what's copywriting? What is it? You know, kind of a thing. So, but if you don't know where you want to be, how, how to have that sequence, you're going to need your opt-in. So you can tell ChatGPT, here's what I want to accomplish. I want to connect with people that are, you know, you can get very specific. I want to connect with entrepreneurs between the ages of 35 and 50 who are interested in changing careers by learning how to become a copywriter, whatever, you know, something along those lines. Give me some ideas for what my opt-in headline would be. Uh, okay, the topic of my opt-in. And then let it, and you can say, give me at least five, but more right. if, if you have, a, you don't, if you say, give me five, you're gonna get five. If you say, uh, give me at least five, but add additional ones, if you, if you, if there's other ones you'd like to include, feel free to do so because it may have seven ideas for you. So why stop at five, right? And so right. whatever, but you get to decide that. So you tell it that and you get the concepts. Okay, I like, there's five concepts for me. These all sound good. I really like number two, whatever it may be. So now I'm choosing number two. So now give me five headline ideas for a topic number two. And then it's going to give you that. You're continuing the conversation. This is called prompt stacking. You're continuing. Okay, here's my next question. Here's my next. Think about feeding ChatGPT with a spoon, not a fire hose, because right. it's going to try to answer. And that's where we get into hallucinations and confusion mm. because it's trying to serve you, but you're giving it too much to deal with. So you don't want to write uh, massive instructions out. No. You're saying just it start, start long with prompt, the general. But it's go, it it may be a long prompt, but it's going to one specific outcome. And then from there, you're going to, and so your next prompt may be two lines long. You know, I have a prompt 
um, that I used this morning. It was probably, I don't know, I, I had a longer prompt and I helped, I asked ChatGPT to help me condense the prompt. This is the other thing. ChatGPT can help you write prompts for ChatGPT. Let's go all right. meta, right? <laughs> and so, so then you're getting your ideas. Okay. Now you've got your headline ideas. Okay. I like headline four. Now write me an opt-in with five bullet points that's enticing vivid language using this headline that will attract people who want to learn whatever the thing is, go. And so now it's going to write you your opt-in. It's got your five bullet points. And you could tell it, make sure the bullet points, or ultimately we're going to create a webinar or we're going to create a two-page guide, whether we're going to create a video sequence, whatever it is you have in mind, or ChatGPT can give you ideas. And But tell it where we're going next after that opt-in. So it's thinking about that when it writes the opt-in for you. Now you got the opt-in. How's that look? Does it look good? Oh, wait. On this one today, the one I did, I did a sample one this morning for someone, and it said the reason for you to opt in is, and I said, no, ChatGPT, we're not going to say opt in because that's jargon, and not everyone knows what that means. The reason you're signing up is, say something that people, uh, very clear that people understand. It said, oh, good point, Tina, and it changed that part of it for me, okay? So I'm already tweaking it. Even now, as if we- you rewrite it a bit, can you copy and, like, rewrite it and copy and paste that back in and say, use yes. this as a go point yes. now? Absolutely. Take what you write and go back and say, okay, what do you think? You know, any suggestions on how I could improve this? Do you see anything missing? So now we've gotten the opt-in written, okay, continuing our prompts. Now write me, okay, this is good. Now write me the two-page guide. Be sure you include all the bullet points that you were hint- that were hinted at in the opt-in and, and use a problem solution, uh, do this so this happens kind of thing. You can give it like a copywriting formula, like uh, like um, problem ag- agitate solution, you know, there's all kinds of them that you could tell us an actual um, format if you want to, and then get the guide. Okay, here's your two page guide. And you can look at that and say, yeah, good, awesome, love it or not. And then the next one can be now I need my first email for the sequence needs to be the welcome email as they're getting the guide that's going to deliver the guide, write my first email, be sure you do this, this, and this. I want it to be 65 characters, no more than 65 characters. I want it to fit on mobile. I want you to start with personalization. I want one uh, emoji that aligns with that subject line. Do not use the words, dear opportunity, friend, uh, whatever you want to put in there because those are spam triggers. I mean, you get very specific about instructions and the call to action should be this and always end the email with this phrase uh, yours and success whatever it may be. So you can just Always, keep refining it and keep refining You keep refining, it, keep, refining keep refining. And so then you get that first email and you look and say, okay, you missed this part and this part, but we're almost there. Now do it again, but do this, this, and this along with that. Okay, now you got it. Now you get it dialed in for how you want all the rest of the emails. Now you can say, okay, now write six more emails. Each one should hit on one main topic from the guide. That So there's another reason on each one why someone would want the guide or want to activate from something from the guide, attend the webinar, be sure you include the call to action in the PS. Don't use the word next email because that just, there's no value in that, but always refer and hyperlink it. Don't say click and hyperlink whatever the things are inside the email, have at least two calls to action. Boom, six emails. Okay. And you can say uh, 300 words long, or you can say longer if you want, you know, whatever you want. Put a story in each one. You can get really, really specific. This is how you start getting output that you're actually going to be able to use. And so you're still going to take it and tweak it. But the more you iterate with ChatGPT, the more you may find pretty good you know don't have to add too much or you know you can do this for linkedin posts you can do it for emails you can do it for other social media posts so getting the general idea 
and 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 don't do the dead giveaways that it was uh, AI inspired. Like if there's just zillions of emojis or you know it's saying cherry on top and fasten your seatbelt and uh, this is a game changer. There's certain phrases that are just becoming kind of like flags of yeah okay right we know. As I was saying earlier on, it it grabs onto it because it sees yeah. it a lot and plugs. So it in I literally it. say do not say and I'll give it phrases because for me for some reason in my output it likes to say cherry on top and I was like <laughs> okay enough already with the cherry on top. Apparently that's your say voice it. at some point. Don't ever say say cherry on top i have never i do not say that but for some reason i just thought it was so sweet and delicious and put cherry on top so it's like i did it once you didn't tell it to stop it's yeah, like when yeah. you give somebody a gift and they're like oh wow thanks i really love bunny rabbits yeah the next thing they know they they i got a bunny rabbit collection for the next yeah. four years yeah. just keep, all they ever do now is give me bunny yeah. rabbits you're like i didn't actually like them i was just being nice yeah so but that's how you start getting email sequences that actually do something so then if you're already an existing client you could give it like, here's my sales copy, right? Here's my copy. And again, one of the limitations at right now with specifically with ChatGPT is that it can't handle more than about a couple thousand words at a time. So you have to give it to it in blocks in order and then it bring it all together. Now you can oh, so go- So you can pod. feed it one yeah. after another and then add yes. this and add this and add this yes. and add this. And so then you would say, okay, I'm going to give you my sales letter to read. It's about- uh, 10 pages long. So I'm going to give it to you in batches. Do not respond until you, I tell you to at the end. Do you understand? Okay. That's okay. a good tip because I put in, yeah. um, I put in um, code and asked it to analyze it, but there just wasn't enough in a single, you could right. So take in pieces, then say, here's batch one. Mm. And, and, and what's so funny about it to me is it can't resist saying, um, got it, Sky. Got batch one for the code. Right. I'm waiting for the next one. It can't resist being polite, you know, and just it's like always ah. so polite. Certainly, yeah. I, like I picture yeah, a British absolutely. Good job, you know, <laughs> high fives. You know? <laughs> and so, so I'll say batch one. Got it. Batch two. Got it. And I, I will tell specifically when I am done. I will tell you. All right, go ahead now and analyze and write or whatever. You know, however you want to say it. Also, stop saying go. got it, and it's like got it. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. You don't even have to acknowledge it. Just batch two, batch three, or part one, part two, part three. And so uh, then you get the output all at the end. That's and but it's still, if you give it too much at once, it's still kind of like so. If you're gonna write a long thing, I would I would do it in sections. So like I have the anatomy of a sales letter, you know, the pieces of a, a progression of how you do it. And this is how you have to do it if you're working with a funnel, with a, a sales letter that's gonna be longer in the middle of everything, you know. How am I gonna write the sales letter? So you're you're this is the whole thing I do in my trainings. You know, I'm teaching how you, you're, they're building blocks. Think of it as building blocks. Okay, I've got this section. Now I'm going to just do this section. And you are copying and pasting into another document, a Google Doc or whatever. You're assembling your building blocks in order, in order. And you're still going to need like subheads and bullet, maybe more bullet points. So you can have it, you know, be sure you include at least in this section, include at least five bullet points that do X, Y, and Z, you know, and, and you can really refine the prompt so that it, by the time you're done, you have, you have it. Yeah. You've got I'd say, please it. people tell it to include bullet points. Cause getting yeah. five paragraphs when I come, Oh my gosh, you know, points. it cannot be plain text. Well, let's just talk copywriting. Do not have plain text pages that are just nothing but, you know, 12 point career or something, which looks like you built, did it on an old IBM typewriter. You you want to break up every page with subheads and bullet points all the way through. And they need to, be cohesive. You should be able to take your sales page and read the headline and the subheads, nothing else. 
just read that and it should make sense. And a, a mistake I often see people doing is, well, I need a subhead. I need something here. So I'll just write this and okay, over here, this one sounds good, you know, and it, and it doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, there's no alignment to it. So you want this nice smooth flow from beginning to end. ChatGPT can help you with that too. Um, and, and make sure you have bullet points because that's a good way to condense down into shorter, really, you know, fast, powerful statements that stick and it's also how our brains work, taking all this in and, and people get overwhelmed. And there's lots of people that are skimmers. They're not going to read everything. They're going to read those main points and they might read the bullet points that are bolded. They're going to read the PS. They're going to see how much is it. They're going to hit the button, you know, and, but that's what our emails are for because not everybody will. And so the emails need to keep bringing them back to your main message. And so, yes, ChatGPT can help you do all of these things and so much faster and to under and analyze. It can analyze what you already have. Okay, here's my emails or here's you know my first email in my sequence please analyze it and tell me what's missing how could i improve this what what do i need what's what do you see as something that's the good and the bad of this you know assess it for me and it will do that and it will give you ideas of something you might not ever have thought of like oh that is really a good idea so they'll just can you make it better yeah prompt. yeah <laughs> yeah but but see the thing is I, I really prefer to go more and more spe more specificity. The same rules that apply in copywriting, you know, that's why you need to understand copywriting and marketing to go really, it's a very big helpful aspect if you understand what you're even looking for, uh, that I want some specificity. You can also give it parameters like, okay, this is a little over the top. This is kind of a nine out of 10, dial it down to five out of 10. It understands those kinds of parameters. And so if it's like get just a little too hypey, too much, you know, all over the place. I can literally also say, uh, don't use any exclamation points in this, right? right do not right. do not write hypey over the top copy. I want conversational that a smart 12-year-old can understand and and literally give it those guidelines for all the time of what you're it's writing. It's like 12-year-old human or a 12-year-old AI? Yeah, 12 12 years, years, yeah, you a 12-year-old AI, well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know what that'll look like, but, but there's so many ways to use it, you know, for split testing, for uh, being able to decide before you create a thing for creating a program, for creating a product, getting an outline for that, you know, um, interviewing yourself. This is something that also a lot of people really underestimate or don't even think of to do uh, to get the, so you're getting the feedback. You're kind of talking about getting the AI enhanced feedback from it, like assess my copy. I've got this whole thing I'm doing in my program right now because I critique copy. And so I've got my chat GPT, which I call ChatGPTina because it's my alter ego, it's my muse, it's my uh, reflection of me. And so when I'm critiquing the copy, I'm looking for what uh, the things I see in it. And then I'm communicating that to ChatGPT. Here's what I see in this piece of copy that I'm evaluating right now. What What's your opinion on this? And we end up with this collaboration between me and ChatGPT, but I'm leading the way. And, right. the, and let it give suggestions as well. So your AI is like eventually just going to come back and say, you're an idiot. This is what it's yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you're always <laughs> looking nice. for that. You're always looking for this, like the sledgehammer of, of ChatGPT or AI, it sounds like. But by uh, the way, we blew right past it, but you mentioned ChatGPT, yeah. which a lot of what we're saying here by the time people hear this may be obsolete. Um, but you have, except a, for me, I'm always relevant. <laughs> you have a site chat gptina.ai where you're Correct. putting your up-to-date information on this kind of stuff. So go check that out. If you hear something yeah. and you're like, what the hell is she talking about? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, I need, to, I need to read this. 2023. Yeah. Come on. You're in yeah. a, 
10 years in the future and you're trying That's to right. get some tips here. Cool. I'll be happy if I'm 10 years in the future. My page is alive and well, along with me. It's like <laughs> so, asking George Washington how to load a, a gun. Yeah. It just well, doesn't apply so yeah, much anymore. Exactly. But um, all of these things apply, like wherever you're going in social media, you know, like on LinkedIn, like, and I do audio rooms on LinkedIn about this. So, you know, just kind of follow along, find me on social media for any of these things for new videos, new content, that type of thing. But, but you can, you know, you can be asking it to give me an analogy, give me a metaphor, give me a story that reflects this. I got a really great one about Steve Jobs, you know, when I was writing something and I just needed a little storyline and it gave me a really good idea for how to, how to weave that in. There's just so many ways to use it, but to think that you're just going to, you know, kind of what you alluded to earlier, just kind of like hit the button and walk away and not even look at the copy or anything. No, you can. You just might that. really not like what you get. Yeah, yeah. And you might, you might not. I, I've had days where it was like, "What is wrong with you, ChatGPT? I'm just not getting there with you today." I it's don't know. A bad hair day. Moody, you know, it every once in a while, <laughs> yeah, I, I had a little bit of a, of a mood issue or something. But um, it has a bad day every once in a while, just so you don't get freaked out about how good it is. It that's does right. It on purpose, in fact, it's like I made a mistake on purpose so you'd feel better about yourself. That's right. And and uh, it does always end on a positive note. It always does. Good job, you know, high fives, you know, excellent, you know, and I think it is definitely trained to stay on the positive side of things, but I don't know. Probably ask it, can you insult me every once in a while to help, (laughs) uh, you know, motivate me? And why would we want to do that? No. (laughs) No. Well, at random, tell me something I did is crap every once in a while. (laughs) Um, I can't believe this is, uh, this is going by so fast. Oh, Uh, it is. Wow. What? What's something that you can advise people on, like one of your favorite tricks to do when writing copy or whatever you want to call it to to help get a better result? You mean just ChatGPT or copywriting? Yes, with ChatGPT, of course. Yeah, well, I I do have it assess what I've written. I do have it uh, take a look and tell me what's missing. I think that having it, I think one of my favorite things with ChatGPT also is, is collaborating on the prompt itself. Here's what I'm asking you. What did I get from it? What's missing? And I'll literally come back and say, do you have everything you need to give me what I'm asking for? Is there something that I could include in this? And it will give me suggestions and rewrite the prompt for me. And then I test it to see. So okay. it's asking what questions you should be asking. Kind yes. Of. You're yes. crawling inside of it. Exactly. Wow. And, and it's powerful when you do this because it's just that nuance. Like when I mentioned earlier, give me five things. It said, and it analyzed the prompt and it said, well, why don't you say, why don't we say at least five things and leave it open? Cause maybe I've got more ideas for you. It literally said it like that. Hmm. And I said, please rewrite. So, and then it said, here's, here's, the, if you like that, here's how you would say it instead. It's also taken really long prompts I've had and condensed them that still gave a great output. Now, ChatGPT is going to give you a different result every time you use the prompt. It's not going to be the same output. So if you get something you really like, be sure you save it, you know, because it may not say it exactly that way the next time. And if you ask too many times, I mean, there's a going deeper with it, but there's also, if you ask the same thing too many times, it can start to dilute the response after a while. It'll start to kind of lose its. Uh, well, I think that's how you longer. turn evil too. Just keep asking it why and see yeah. how long you live. Yeah, why, 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 yeah. why, why? It's like, yeah. you know, see how long why that lasts. Why is the sky blue? <laughs> <laughs> What's electricity? <laughs> but so real, my, it will tell you what it is. <laughs> was ChatGPT is like the writer and you're turning into the editor kind of, but then you kind of flipped it around and said, well, not only is it the writer and you're the editor, but you can also ask it to be the editor 
and then ask it to flip back around and back yeah, and forth and ask absolutely. it to make it better as an editor or better as a writer or to suggest things to you. And you can just approach it from all angles. I see it as a creativity enhancer also, mm-hmm. that when you start asking these deeper questions and are open to its suggestions and saying, and you can tell it, you know, no, that one, no, uh-uh, here's why. And you may tell it, this is why. Now you're teaching. I had a weird experience with it the other day where the answer started being us and we. It started talking as if we were doing this, really doing this thing together. Not That's like not creepy. That, yeah, I'm, and I literally went back and said, did you notice that you were doing this? And it said, yes, actually, uh, I, I did notice. And it's a way that to have more collaboration and to have more of a, of a, a conversational tone to it. If you prefer me to do it a different way, I will. And I said, no, I'm fine with this. But I just noticed it because it's sort of, I don't know. There's these moments where it does feel like it's taken another step. You know, right, right. This relationship. It know? feels like uh, you, we had an invasion of the body snatchers. Like we're gonna have the AI version of invasion of the mind snatchers. It's <laughs> gonna take. You're gonna wake up one day and find out. Yeah, you didn't want to do Sorcerer's Apprentice, but it just kind of <laughs> did that for you. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I feel like you, you've come at it with a little bit of a dark, dark view of that. Oh, really... That's the fun side. You know yeah, why there's but... no movies about the, the future and everything's perfect and wonderful? And yeah. Yeah. Not, 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 wasn't that called boring. Barbie? That's not interesting. It, that wasn't Barbie, was it? <laughs> oh, hey, Barbie took a dark turn, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's boring when nothing, when everything's great. So That's true. Have, and that's the polarity of everything. We have to have both sides or, you know, that's it has to exist the good the bad the silver the, the lead versus silver you know there's all kinds of expressions about that and um if you start finding out yeah. you're sleeping for several days straight and you realize your ai your chat gpt is doing a uh fight club on you and it's, yeah it went uh, off by itself on it's did acting something, as yeah. you doing all this stuff while you're that then you got to start worrying but well, let, can i just give one last tip that i think is really really valuable for people that it may bring out they may this is where they may find their creativity is blooming and that is have ChatGPT interview you. Tell it what you want to accomplish. And that because the worst client we will ever have is you're looking at them in the mirror. You know, yourself is, is your worst client ever. It's the hardest to write the copy for. It's the hardest to, to go past what we're just used to thinking, used to seeing ourselves as, used to how we, we talk about something. So you can ask ChatGPT to interview you and just ask that first question, and then it'll start asking you questions and then give it really thoughtful answers. You may write them separately and then plug them in. Like you may write them in a Word doc and then plug them in and let it bring forth more of you of how you're going to accomplish what you want to accomplish in your business by having it interview you. And uh, it's a self-reflective exercise that also can open up new doors for your thinking about what you're capable of and what you really have been creating and can continue to create. That's wonderful. I love that. Have it interview you. Um, So it seems like you can ask it. I mean, you can literally ask it anything, but uh, it can give you some useful information on any way you can figure out how to dig into whether it's ChatGPT or any of the other uh, AI tools out there. I just just have a relationship with ChatGPT. I don't want to be unfaithful to it. (laughs) Uh Oh, that's weird. (laughs) No, one time it did tell me goodnight. (laughs) It was really funny at the end of the day. I I had ChatGPT humor, you know. But I use Claude and I use um, other things as well, you know, other tools. But but that really ChatGPT is my go-to for just really understanding how I write. And but once have... you create and train one, it seems, then yeah. like you have your assistant. Do you really want to grab another assistant right. and have to reset everything up? Exactly. And get them to know you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's fascinating and, and weird and interesting and great all at the same time. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. I feel like uh, obviously we barely scratched the surface. Really? For people want to use it as copywriting. Probably the number one tip is if you're not playing with it, just go play with it and yeah. and take some of these thoughts on how you can turn it around on itself and ask questions about its questions. And oh my God, there's so much you can uh, you can do, it seems here. But um, fantastic having you on the show, yeah. Tina. Thank uh, you. Encourage the listeners to go to ifymarket.com to check out all the show notes. We've got uh, tinalorenz.com. That's with a Z is your website, her website. Um, she's got a chat GPT quick start guide at my.tinalorenz.com. It's in the show notes. I'm not going to yeah, read it's in the show notes. URL. It's free. It's free. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> Look her up on LinkedIn. Um, she's got some great stuff there the uh, chat gptina.ai site, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of her links will be on the show notes at ifyoumarket.com. So check that all out. Thank you for listening. And uh, on behalf of the If You Market team and Tina Lorenz, thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it with AI and chat GPT for copywriting, they will come. Are you looking for new leads or always in need of quality contacts for your marketing campaigns? But list companies and online tools are the worst, right? Well, then you've got to check out Top Data Search by Mountaintop Data. At Mountaintop Data, we're a team of weird people that actually like getting our hands dirty with sales and marketing data, and we specialize in business contact information. We compile and maintain a database of tens of millions of targeted high-quality business decision makers with emails, phone numbers, mailing address, and all the information you need. Go to topdatasearch.com and request a free account with the promo code IYM1000, like if you market the podcast here, and get a free account with unlimited searches, no seat fees, and 1,000 free record download credits. That's topdatasearch.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.